Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic. The GTA 6 trailer started a stupid debate. So you guys may have heard of this discussion that has been happening on Twitter surrounding this image and whether or not this is Lucia, one of the main characters of GTA 6. And so people have been microanalyzing every inch of this woman's body, comparing it to Lucia in other parts of the trailer. Heated discussion, a lot of engagement, millions of views. And so I decided to weigh in on this very controversial, important topic. There has been a lot of discussion over whether this woman is Lucia. I would like to throw my hat in the ring and say that I agree with whatever the majority opinion is and everyone else is stupid for holding the opposing view. I feel very strongly about this and had to speak up. So there you have it guys. You now have your answers. But seriously, I have no interest in this, in part because trailers are not ever perfect. There's a video, for example, that was released by Two Clicks Philip, where he like micro-analyzed pixel peeps and said, this is dumb, this shadow is dumb, this these hair looks terrible and stuff. Obviously, in a, in a joking kind of way, like he's obviously not super serious about like pixel peeping a trailer, but he just made a video, right? But you can do that to every trailer. Trailers are never perfect, especially because they're coming out potentially years before the final release. There's going to be some inconsistencies between models and stuff. So it could be impossible, for example, that this is Lucia, but that she could look slightly different from other models in the trailer. Like, she'll be missing a mole somewhere or whatever. That's perfectly consistent with trailers. So I just don't think we have enough information to know whether this is Lucia or not. I don't think whether or not it is really matters. We'll find that out eventually as more content is released. Um, so I'm not particularly interested in the answer to this question. I don't think it's really relevant. Although, to be fair, like, I'm sure a lot of people discussing this are just doing it for the fun of it. Like, I'm not trying to rain on their parade or whatever. If you want to have fun discussing this kind of small details, feel free. Just because I'm not interested in something doesn't mean it's necessarily stupid to do or not worth doing. It just wasn't really up my alley. I don't have an opinion as to whether or not this is Lucia or not. I have not looked at a hundred different posts and stuff, and I guess we'll find out later as more information is revealed whether or not this is actually her. Apparently, no one who played GTA 5 actually understands its story. We've talked about this before, but it triggers me every time I see it. GTA 5 story would be a lot different if Amanda wasn't such a whore. And so the first is a very large book, GTA 5, its story, and then a much smaller book that is titled GTA 5 if Amanda never fucked that tennis coach. I believe I specifically addressed this in the Michael Law video because it annoys me that much. Now, to be, to be clear, the original post here in a day has 31,000 likes. 31,000! My response only has 12,000 likes. But it's true, I respond, GTA 5 story. Michael cheats on his wife, Amanda, with strippers, so they agree to an open relationship. This allows Amanda to have sex with a tennis coach. GTA 5 player base. Amanda is such a whore. I mean, like, come on! Like, if we're going back to causes of things, obviously Michael cheating on Amanda with strippers is the cause of GTA 5 story. If you want to break it down that way, it is not Amanda's fault. He says on the drive, if he needs to get a motel to sleep around, Amanda needs to get a motel as well. Let her get crabs for a change. And Franklin's like, what, you got crabs? He's like, uh, no. If I gotta go to a motel, she's gotta go to a motel. Let her get crabs for a change. You got crabs? What? No, no, because I like, um, shook your hand and shit, man. They both clearly sleeping around. They're both clearly cheating on each other. Well, not cheating, because it's an open relationship. Michael admits, specifically in, when speaking to the fortune teller on his phone, that it is an open relationship. And he talks about the rules of the relationship. But what's surprising is so many people don't know that they're in an open relationship. Like, even though on the mission, it talks about it in detail, 
Like, you don't need to look up all the extra stuff, uh, like Amanda having a, a dating profile or Michael directly saying they're in an open relationship to the fortune teller on his phone. You can ignore all that. On the mission, they talk about the rules of the relationship. People say he was only mad because she was sleeping with a tennis pro in the house. And she can't be considered a whore just because she's sleeping with a dude in her house. That's, that's absolute nonsense. You could, could think of her like a, as a bitch or something for not following the rules, but that doesn't make her a whore, right? You, you don't save this by saying, like, oh, Amanda's actually a whore because she slept with the tennis pro in the house and that was uh, against the rules. Amanda is not the one who caused this open relationship to happen, right? She has every right to be pissed and to get back at Michael for his cheating ways. But what's more surprising is that many people didn't know that he was in a open relationship. This guy, for example, they don't agree to an open relationship. Did you actually play the game? And this has 822 likes. People agreeing with this dude. Like, pff, they, they never had an open relationship. Who is this Dark Fiber AU guy who's never fucking played GTA 5 in his entire life? I just view the condemnation of Amanda for sleeping with the tennis pro as in a way indicative of the different ways that cheating or sleeping around is treated in society, depending upon whether it's a, a guy or a, a chick doing it, right? A guy cheats, it's like, oh, you know, he's a player or whatever. A woman does it, she's a whore. That's what the statement to me is more about. Like, there are so many things in the story that you could point to as like, oh, if only this didn't happen, then the entire GTA 5 story wouldn't have happened. There's, there's dozens of them, but only one of them, at, like at a particular point that you can stop to call Amanda a whore. There's a chain of continuous causal events. And like here, like, and with the actual story starting here, and Amanda's like here, and people just stop there. And I'm like, there's a reason for that. I'm not normally a person to be like, this is like a man, woman thing or whatever. But in this particular case, it definitely 110% is. It absolutely Yes. Going back to this Vero guy who said, do I actually play the game? I responded, they do agree to an open relationship. It is implied in a few places, but it is explicitly stated when Michael is talking to the fortune teller in his phone. He responds, dude, I completed the game three times on each of the PlayStation versions. And sir, you are talking crap. Where's your receipt? I'll be waiting. And so like this guy got bodied in, in replies, like just so many people calling him a clown and, uh, and, and he's, they link videos and stuff and they show the stuff on Michael's phone and they quote lines from the game and it goes on and on and on. And people being like, you do understand that a dark fiber AU's played the game for like 11,000 hours, right? <laughs> he's played the game before. And my response was the same. I use this meme that's going around right now of this dude just staring. <laughs> Did you actually play the game? Me just staring like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Weird interaction for a shitty meme. Do you not know who I am? Do you not know how many hours I have in GTA 5? Come on, man. Get your head in the game. People parodied in the GTA 6 trailer demand payment from Rockstar. If you've seen the GTA 6 trailer, which I assume most of you have, you would likely recognize that there are many references to real life events or real life people that are referenced in the trailer itself. Maybe you didn't recognize them yourself, but discussions on social media, of course, occurred immediately after the trailer, comparing every different frame to see if there was any analogous event that happened or person who reached any sort of infamy over the last couple of years. One such person who seems to have been referenced in the trailer is this dude called the Florida Joker, who is now asking Rockstar Games to pay him $2 million for using his likeness in GTA 6. Everybody's saying that I'm hallucinating. That I'm not the Joker from GTA 6. Judge of goddamn nuggets. That's me. That's the person that got the inspiration from. You see that? That? That's me. That's me. That's me. GTA, we, we gotta talk, GTA. 
we gotta talk. Or not, you gotta give me like a meal or two. So what's up? Holla at me, GTA, Rockstar Entertainment, Rockstar Games, Rockstar Enterprise. Florida Joke ain't having that. Y'all took my likeness. Y'all took my life. So obviously that's stupid. And it was memed on Twitter where other people are like, hey, I look like this person. This person's me. Give me some money. Or hey, that alligator in that scene is now asking for 200k because they took that alligator's likeness. Let's go, Rockstar. What is that meme tweet where Rockstar's like, hey, we have to pay like $1.2 billion to all the people that we vaguely referenced in <laughs> that trailer. So I guess we're not releasing GTA 6 now. Sorry, guys. Obviously, if you make something that's inspired by something in real life, it's parody, it's protected, it's inspired by, it's not a direct rip. The dude does look different. In the same way that Lindsay Lohan, once upon a time, sued Rockstar because she believed that she was in the loading screen and seeing the original image of her that she thinks Rockstar was inspired by with their loading screen, I, I think she probably has a point. Like the person who made that was probably inspired by a, a picture of Lindsay Lohan. It doesn't look exactly like her and it isn't her exactly. It doesn't reference her or her name. It doesn't trade on her likeness to promote the game or something. Apparently, Lindsay Lohan went to court for four years against Rockstar. It was a privacy case, apparently. Given that presence of Lindsay Lohan losing, I, I don't think this guy has any chance if he took Rockstar to court. Whether or not he seriously thinks he has a chance, I can't say. Like, if Rockstar used my likeness in GTA 6, the very first thing I would say on Twitter is, guys, Rockstar, gotta start paying me some money. Give me some royalties. Give me a cut of the game. I'm an integral part. Where's my money, Rockstar? I'd be memeing the shit out of that, right? So it could be that this Florida Joker guy is just memeing it up as anyone would, or he could sincerely think that he deserves some money. As I say, I think it'd be insane to think that you actually deserve some money because someone was inspired by your visage and made a character somewhat similar to you in a video game. Completely different thing if like it was a perfect clone of him and they referenced him by name. And even then, I mean, it is America, right? Which has broader allowances for such things than a lot of other countries. Because you wouldn't want to stifle people's creativity in their ability to riff off reality and, and parody reality and real life events and stuff in other media. What I'm saying is, I don't think this guy has a case. I don't think he should have a case. And what Rockstar did either is perfectly fine or should be perfectly fine in my view. Like you'd assume if the South Park guys can win all their lawsuits against people that they parody, that they put in their show, that does somewhat mirror real life events, mock real life people, uses their names, and uses things that look like them, even, even if it's not exactly them. If they can win all those cases, there's no way that Rockstar's gonna lose a case with this guy. I bought the most expensive graphics card in existence. So today, I had tech issues, and I had had uh, tech issues for a while. There were many things suggesting that my GPU wasn't doing well. There was even one of my, well, completely unrelated, but one of my DisplayPort cables was actually stuck in the back of my 4090. And I was like, it's three days until Christmas. If it turns out that my GPU is my issue, and I don't get this solved now, things are gonna like close, or stuff's not gonna be available, or whatever. Screw it, I'm gonna go buy myself a new 4090. I understand, 4090s cost thousands of dollars, chat. And there's exactly one computer store near me that actually sells specialty hardware, like a 4090. So I look up on their website what 4090s they have, hoping that I could get the same one that I have, which is like the top of the line air-cooled 4090s. ROG, Strix, this one. It turned out, however, didn't have this one. What they did have, though, is the dumbest piece of hardware ever produced in the history of mankind. It's called the ROG Matrix Platinum GeForce RTX 4090 24GB GDDR6X 
pinnacle performance. So it's a water-cooled 4090. You know what this thing costs? It costs as much as two 4090s. You know how much additional performance you get? Maybe at best like 10% more, and it's a bit quieter. So I went there and I bought it. But you gotta understand, chat, because this thing requires a second water cooling fan system thing, I wasn't sure that I could put it in my case. And so I was like, what other 4090s do you have? And so they did have an air-cooled one, but it was uh, one significantly worse, well, as significantly worse as any 4090 is, than my one that I already have. So what I ended up doing is I bought them both. I bought this monstrosity and another 4090, just to make sure that I wouldn't lose a single day of streaming. Coming back, running more tests, I'm not even sure that my other 4090 was necessarily broken. I'm like 50-50 on it. I did some weird stuff with it because I tried to stream in like five different places at once or with different encodings when the 49 is only meant to do like three max. I don't know if it's completely screwed, whatever. But basically, I now have two 4090s in the other room that I'm not using. And I think I might give them away. But I think I'll send my older 4090 for warranty first and get them to check it out or something. And then when it comes back, I'll give them two away. I don't normally like giving away hardware, but I was like, why not? For a 4090, something that expensive, I can sign all the paperwork and stuff and get this sent off, I suppose. Bottom line, we can now 110% rule out my GPU for any of the issues I have moving forward. Because I now have this monstrosity in my PC. I finally added more emotes to Twitch. Good news, everyone. Twitch has finally added their additional animated emote slots, and so I've added more animated emotes. This is the showcase made by my mod, Joshua. So these are all my basic emotes. There's like 60 of them, and uh, there's the 10 animated ones you get for being tier one. I'm not gonna read them all out or whatever. You can kind of take them all in if you like. So they added five more animated slots to tier one, five more animated slots for tier two, and five more animated slots for tier three. Before there was actually no animated slots for tier two and three, which made no sense to me. So I think this is a smart change. I'm not sure how much additional revenue Twitch generates from tier two and tier three subs, but it seems to be no reason not to just give more benefits to people who are willing to pay a bit more money. I really like my emotes that I have now, and I'm still always looking out to try to make new ones or, or better the ones that we have, potentially animate some of the static emotes that I have. Unfortunately, YouTube doesn't have any animated emotes. And unfortunately, I have access to far fewer emote slots on YouTube. So YouTube members don't get as much as Twitch members, unfortunately. But as I get more YouTube members, I will continue to add more emotes to YouTube. And so hopefully one day they will be at parity. But it's pretty obvious that despite viewership being comparable on YouTube and Twitch for me, the amount of subs is nowhere near comparable. Like I have something like 500 members on YouTube and like 5,000 on Twitch. The difference being that giveaways, you get benefits if you're subbed on Twitch. You get no ads if you're subbed on Twitch. You get so much more emotes if you're subbed on Twitch. And then of course there's Prime subs, which are free if you have Amazon Prime. And gifting subs and stuff is more common on Twitch. Like Twitch just has everything going for it in terms of getting people to potentially have paid memberships. YouTube just ain't there yet, culturally or in terms of the benefits. There are way more live streaming platforms than you think. So I'm not sure how I stumbled across this website. It feels like I'm gonna be like doing a CSGO lotto. Guys, I just found this website, gambling website. I don't own it, but no. I'm saying this website streams charts. What a weird name, streams charts. And it compares all the different streaming services, including the ones that you don't know the names of. Twitch, what is Twitch? YouTube, Kick, Nimo, Trovo, Rumble, Bigo Live, Afrika TV, Nono Live, Mildom, and do you and higher. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 of them. They're the last two you can't see the stats. It just puts you somewhere else. I don't know. So right now we are at the low point of Twitch 
See, it's, it's here. This is the high point. This is the low point. So 6 a.m. is like the peak for viewership. 6 p.m. my time is the, uh, the bottom. But comparing all these websites. So right now on Twitch, there's 1.4 million. On YouTube, there's 4.4 million. On Kick, there's 67,000. On Nimo, there's 82,000. Really? What is this Nimo one that's bigger than Kick? There's a lot fewer channels as well. What's going on? I, I don't get it. Trovo, it's got 10,000. Rumble has 18,000. Bigo is 6,000. Afrika is 155,000. What? What the hell is Afrika? Oh, is it a Chinese live stream platform? Oh, Nimo is Chinese? I mean, there has to be bigger ones than this though, right? Nola Live is 2,000. Mildem is a thousand. Why would you be running a website that only gets only has a thousand viewers on it? I get more than a thousand viewers, right? So the reason I'm bringing this up is, as you know, I'm doing a lot of multi-streaming now, and I was like, oh, should I be multi-streaming to one of these websites? And when I clicked Kick, I was like, holy shit, Kick right now has three hundred and twenty-six thousand viewers. I was like, oh my god, Kick is actually uh doing numbers right now. Forgetting that like this is just like some particular spike, like some streamer, a big streamer on or, or something like that. I don't know, XUC was live, I don't know. It's not like they have that many viewers at all times. They were and still are like 120th of Twitch or something. And it, it, even tinier compared to YouTube. But that got me thinking, as I've said before, I've never outright declared that I would never stream on Kick. I've merely said that I don't like Kick and I would rather Kick fail and I would not try to contribute to Kick's success. But there will eventually come a time, if Kick stays around long enough and actually succeeds somehow, that they'll have enough of a market that I'll be dumb not to be on it. And my question is, what number is that? How many concurrent viewers would Kick have to have where I'd be like, look, Kick is just gonna be around forever now. There's no amount of me supporting it or not supporting it that matters in terms of its likelihood of succeeding or failing. So what am I going to do? And so I'm trying to think of a number. More than Twitch? And I think Kick would probably have to be at least 25%, maybe 30% of Twitch. So right now, that would be, what, like 300,000 viewers at its bottom. At its peak, it would need to have, well, yeah, so I guess like 700,000. Like at that point, it's like, eh, I'll multi-stream to it, right? But I don't think it's there right now. But thinking about it, Kick is the easiest one to multi-stream to because it's also 16 by 9. Sure, it's tiny compared to YouTube and Twitch, but for no additional effort, I could be streaming there and I might pick up a viewer or two, you know? You can now search my rambles for specific topics. So for those who don't know, there is technically 495 episodes of my rambles. If you ever want to search them by topic, you can go to my Twitch channel and type exclamation mark rambles and it will bring you to this topic page that you can control F and look for something and then click on the exact link. I have Couch, who's actually in chat, who maintains this. He is also the person who puts the episodes on the podcast platforms for me. As in, he just uploads it to Podbean and then that propagates it everywhere. It's not a hugely complicated task. As you guys know, this series originally was on my main channel and it's moved over to the side channel. But the episodes on the main channel, I've unlisted. For a variety of reasons I talked about before, like I was concerned how they would be impacting my channel in the algorithm. They would collectively drop my overall click-through rate for my channel because they their click-through rate was a lot lower than the rest of my videos. I was just concerned about having it there, so I just unlisted them all at some point. Actually, I can tell you exactly when I unlisted them. By going to Social Blade, I unlisted them December 2022. Because you can see here, there's a massive drop in my views for a month where I lost like 20 million views or something from my channel. Because Social Blade counts public views and because those videos are no longer public, it doesn't show those views anymore. I have no ability just to relocate all those videos 
from the main channel to the side channel. But what I'm thinking about doing, or what I'm actually going to do, is have two of my mods go through and rate each episode and its topics in terms of relevance for current day and how good the ramble is. Like if it's still interesting, if it's still topical or whatever. And I'm gonna have like the best ones from all those rambles brought together and re-edited, potentially with added information or added graphics and stuff to have it at least be comparable to the quality that is on the channel now. So I'll probably call it something different, Rambles Classics or something, I'm not sure. Be prepared for that coming on the channel at some point in the future. A lot of that content hasn't been seen by anyone and it's not searchable. And there is some good stuff back there that I, I think are, are quite good Rambles and I, I think benefit everyone to be able to see that stuff again. Rambles Definitive Edition, yes, but it will be better than Rockstar's attempt at Definitive Edition. One more thing you can easily search for is the like and subscribe button, which I'd appreciate if you clicked. Thank you for watching, and I wish you all the best.